Hey. Hey, you. Yes. You. Do you want to feel good and look good? Be safe online in your business? Perfect. That's the place. That's the time. It's another episode of the Right Brain Geek podcast. Hi, mighty ones. I'm really happy today. I've got Sarah Williams with me from Tough Girl Challenge. It's a big podcast and it's quite an impressive lady. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Pascal. How are you doing? All good. Really happy to have you on board. So for those who don't know you, I have to say it's quite impressive to follow you because you go out there, do impressive treks and you like to push boundaries. Just talk to us about what you do and how you do it. No, absolutely. Well, like you said, my company is called Tough Girl Challenges, which is all about motivating and inspiring women and girls. And just to give you a little bit more of my backstory, originally I spent eight years working in finance down in London and I got to 32 years old and I was suddenly like, is this how I want to spend my life? So I ended up quitting my city job and then ended up going traveling for 18 months. I went off and climbed Kilimanjaro, backpacked around South America worked as a chalet host during a ski season. And it was during that time that I got to really think about what do I want to do with my life? How do I want to spend my time? And that's where Tough Girl Challenges came, uh, the idea came from. And it's sort of a blog and it's a, it's a podcast. And I interview inspirational women and help to promote and share their stories. But I also do my own personal challenges as well. So last year I ran across the Sahara Desert in a big race called the Marathon de Sables. And then this year I'm off to through hike the Appalachian Trail which is a massive 2,190 miles. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting way to spend the summer. Yeah, I can see. And I know it's linked to your booster as well. So I, I find that fantastic. I like when people take you know, the time to make something really specific for their booster and make it assemble. And, and rituals is everything I really like. For all this prep, uh, I've been listening to to your podcast. Obviously, it's really interesting because you share a lot of your prep. So I don't know if any of the listeners want to do any of those tough challenges, but you explain everything, both the business side of it, how you're going to be sharing videos with your editor and all the logistic of it, as well as the training. I've learned that you have to be a bit under train <laughs> to do those challenges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, exactly right. I mean, I think one of the reasons that I wanted to do that is I just wanted to be really transparent with everybody because generally what you hear is people saying, I can't do this challenge or that adventure because I don't have the money and I don't have the time. And I just wanted to be really, really transparent about what I do and how I spend my time because I think people can get very... Um, not confused, but almost misled. And people can think, oh, you know, or oh, she's an adventurer, she's an author, she's a blogger, she's a podcaster, you know, it's easy for her. But I just wanted to sort of let people know, actually, I've scraped the money together, I'm doing it on a really tight budget, I don't have, um, you know, tons of support behind me, this is me driving it, this is me who's been driving my business, driving the podcast. And so as well as sort of my normal podcast, I started with the daily podcast, which is when I up people every single day, update people every single day about what I'm what I'm doing and how it relates to my training, um, especially for something like the, the Appalachian Trail. I think it's just really interesting for people to almost be able to come behind the scenes with me and to see what goes in. Because too often, you know, I could do this challenge and I can talk about it at the end, but people won't necessarily understand how hard it has been to get to this point where I can suddenly go away and take three months off because I think, oh, it's easy for her to go and do that. But actually, at the beginning of the year, 
I've been working solidly to basically get all my podcasts preloaded. So I've got three and a half months of podcasts preloaded. I've been doing speaking engagement. I'll do one speaking engagement. I'll get paid. That will then pay for my flight. I'll do another speaking engagement. That will then pay for my insurance. And so it's been very slowly, slowly starting to come together. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I didn't even have a tent. I ended up borrowing a tent. And then recently, I haven't been able to update my shoes. I don't have a warm jacket. And a company has just come out of the woodwork today, basically saying, oh, you know, well, we'd love to get involved. Do you need any extra pieces of kit? How can we help? And so it, it, it does sort of come together when you put it out there, when you decide on a challenge, whatever it is, and you decide to go after it and you make a plan and you're really specific with it, then it does all come together. And yeah, hopefully it's all going to come together when I start my trail on the, on the 3rd of June. I'm sure. And it's lovely to see as well, because as you said, you don't have those massive sponsors behind you, but you have a community. You've been building a community and you were explaining the other day how through the community you find people who help you for social media and you've got a Patreon page. If people want to support you, they can go to the Patreon page. And I find that amazing that people can give back for all the value you're giving and support you and help you go further and, and push your limits. Oh, definitely. And I think the community, so how the community really started and what it is, it's a closed Facebook group. And I started this maybe about a year ago. And it was a way for the listeners of the Tough Girl podcast to be able to connect with one another. Because what I found is, you know, I've, I've moved back home. I now live with my parents and I live on the Wirral, which is... um this tiny little place up north in the northwest of uh, England. But I'm very isolated here, so not many people want to go and run marathons or run across the Sahara Desert or go on, you know, go and travel the world. And I find sometimes when I talk about my challenges and my ambitions that people don't really get me or understand me and they'll label me as, oh, it's the crazy one or, you know, it's, yeah. you know what, ridi what ridiculous thing are you up to at the moment? And I thought, well, if I'm feeling this, there's going to be other women and men out there who are feeling something else. And my podcast is mainly aimed at women. And the Facebook group is a closed Facebook group specifically for women. But I still have a lot of male supporters who help me and support me through Patreon. But with the with the Facebook group, it's now grown to around a thousand members. It's been very, very organic. And for me, it's not about the numbers. It's more about the interactions. It's about the support. It's about being able to add value. And I can also learn from my Facebook group and my community, you know, what do they want to hear? Who do they want to hear from? What aspects of the story or the journey do they need to hear about? And it's been absolutely amazing. But I, I was really struggling. I'd say I've been doing, you know, the podcast and working on Tough Girl Challenges for about two and a half years. And I wasn't getting, um, I wasn't I was I was seeing massive growth across everything, but I wasn't able to support myself um, through producing this content. And I was also doing everything by myself, all the all the interviews, all the editing, all the PR, all the marketing, the website, anything and everything I was doing by myself. And I was working incredibly long hours. I haven't you know, that's not a problem for me. I'm very Uh, passionate and motivated about what I do but it got to the point last Christmas where I suddenly realized actually my ambition is so big that I can't do this by myself and I need to ask for help and especially as I was going to be heading away for three months you know I needed to make sure that everything was going to be able to run smoothly while I'm out on the trail and I don't necessarily have access to wi-fi and I reached out to my community I was saying you know look is there is there anybody who wants to help me with my social media with editing And all of the, so I've got about a team now, about 12 women from all over the UK mainly, and one guy as well, who are just incredible. You're helping me with the Facebook page, my Instagram, uh, my website, and I would not be able to do it without these women. So 
I think sometimes people can get very sort of caught up with me, 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 but actually it is about the team around you and everybody's got a team. Everyone's, everyone does have a support network. It's just feeling confident enough to ask for help. And I never really wanted to ask for help because I thought, well, is that going to make me a failure? The fact that I can't do this by myself and I've got to reach out for support. And actually it's made me stronger being open and honest enough to, you know, to share with, um, with other people actually. I need your help and I need your support. Yeah, perhaps to you, because something that we need to say more and more, there's too many people who are isolated. As you said, lots of people can't find a network in real life or locally. And it's good to find a place online when you can actually connect with like-minded people and reach out. It's something that same I've, I was really bad at doing before and I'm learning the last yeah, 18 months. I've, I've learned how to reach out and I'm trying to repeat to people uh, being fragile and showing your your vulnerability and asking for help doesn't make you weak on the opposite it shows that you're self-aware and that you're committed and that's a real strength so props for that and i hope that's going to inspire all the the listeners there's a little question i heard you ask to your guest on the podcast and i want to ask you the same question because as soon as we visit your social media and everything, I can see how committed you are, how determined you are, how much training you do, how you want to push your limits. And when you strive on pushing boundaries and pushing limits, how do you manage to lean back and take some rest and make sure you take care of yourself? Because it's hard to not push all the time. I was going to say, I completely agree with you. And I'm so, I'm so, I'm, I'm a very goal driven person. But the problem is that when you achieve things, you tick these things off your list and you think, yes, done. And in the split, in the split second, I'm already thinking, right, what's next? And I don't take the time to actually enjoy what I've accomplished. And actually, one of the things, you know, taking care of yourself is something I had to learn the hard way. So about uh, about a year ago, um, actually, God, two years ago now, I was training for this big race called the Marathon de Sars, which is when you run six marathons in six days across the Sahara Desert. And I threw myself into training and I didn't think I needed to ask for any help. I thought I could do this all myself. I'll set my own training plan. I can do it all. And I was training like an elite athlete. I was going out. I was doing strength and conditioning, yoga, swimming, walking, running. I've got, you know, all of it's recorded on the website. I was putting out some impressive mileage. And at one point I felt incredible. I just felt, I was just getting you know, these amazing highs. I felt on top of the world. In six weeks, I went from running, doing very little running to running a marathon distance. And then as the months progressed, November got into December, I started to really struggle with my motivation and my drive. And I started to feel really tired and lethargic and I couldn't wake up in the morning. And I was waking up in the middle of the night. I couldn't get enough food inside me. I was constantly hungry, but equally I couldn't maintain my weight. My, my period was stopping. I had horrendous acne over my shoulders and my face. My hair was starting to, to fall out, but I was still pushing myself so hard. And it got to this point where I'm a big believer that, you know, if, if you don't feel right in yourself and you say you feel a little bit, down or low or you're just not in the right frame of mind and get outside get up do some dancing do some exercise you know motion is yeah. going to create that emotion and I remember going out one Christmas um for a run and I lived by the beach and I headed out down by the beach and I was going to go for like a 10 mile run 
And in my mind, I was running along and my mind was saying, you can do this, keep running, don't stop. But my body basically ended up sort of collapsing in on itself. And I didn't even make it a mile before I had to sit down. And I was sobbing, my head in my hands, just I could not understand what was wrong with me. And I started to think that I was so mentally weak that I, you know because I'm a big believer in you know mind over matter and mm. you know what you can what you can believe you can achieve and that you can do so much and I just couldn't and I you know I walked home I got into bed fully clothed and was just crying and I was basically bed bound for about two weeks and just couldn't do anything yeah. and, and and that's wake was up a- call isn't it it's a tough wake up call when your body tells you no that's it you need to rest and you can't avoid it yeah no, absolutely. And that was the wake up call that I needed. But I think once, you know, I, I obviously I got better and I did the race, but it can be very, I definitely struggle with trying to maintain the balance because I sort of get these feelings of guilt. It's like, oh, I'm not working on my business and I'm relaxing. And what, you know, why aren't you working on your business? And and it's, it is difficult. And it's something that I'm still learning about. I'm still on this journey. I haven't got it right yet. But I think I'm getting better at it. But I think, you know, I, I know it's just not just me out there who struggles with who struggles with this. And it, it is about just getting that balance and you know taking care of yourself. Yeah, that, uh, that's one of the motto of the podcast. I want people to remember that they have to feel their own tank because you can't function empty. You can't give if yourself you are struggling to keep up with your basic needs so it's really really important and talking about filling your own tank there's a little thing I like to do with my guest it's just taking a deep breath so that the listeners can take a deep breath at the same time and have that 10 second one second meditation moment with us are you up for it oh yes love it let's do it so Talking about self-care, I've noticed through the podcast that you are setting up some sort of routine to help you for the, the trek, to have like a really specific, well-defined routine in the morning, in the evening to make your life easier. Do you want to talk a bit about it? Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's going to be very, very important. So I'm doing the 2,190 miles in 100 days. And what I need to make sure is that I have these my routines down pat, what I'm doing. So I almost don't have to think about it. It becomes automatic and I get my good habits set up you know, straight away. And it also stops me flapping. I don't know how many of you, you know, you wake up in the morning and then, you know, you turn your alarm off and then you put your light on and then you think, you know, what am I going to wear? And, you know, do I have a shower or do I want to have a bath? And what should I eat for breakfast? And, and before you know it, 40 minutes have gone and you've done absolutely nothing. Well, I, I, yes, so what I want to do is, or what the plan is, and I learned this from a lady that I interviewed um, from my podcast, um, that it's about having these routines established. So I know when I wake up, when I wake up, I've woken up, I need to stretch, I need to get dressed, I need to, actually, I've got even deep breathing in my morning routines, you know, taking 10 deep breaths, saying things that I'm grateful for, getting out the tent as soon as I'm out of the tent, you know, going to the toilet, washing my hands, brushing my teeth, um, having my snacks, drinking water, having my electrolytes, having my supplements, packing up the tent and starting walking as quickly as possible and even having routines for walking. So I'm going to have um, an iPod with me and um, obviously my iPhone, but I'd not, I don't want to use any technology before 12 in the morning. So that time in the morning when I start walking from half seven or eight o'clock, I'm going to have the next three hours just time for mental 
reflection and deep breathing and appreciation of nature and just observing where I am and how I'm feeling and taking note of my body. And then later on in the afternoon, if I want to listen to a podcast or an audio book or music, then I can do. And it's also about you know checking in with myself as I'm walking. Do I need to hydrate? Do I need to have some food? How are my feet? How are my shoulders? When's the next water point? So it's just being able to think all of these things through now so that when I am out on the trail, I'm going to be that much more efficient. And, and this can apply to everyday lives as well. That, you know, I, I used to love it when I was working in the city, you know, whether or not I'd have, you know, having my clothes laid out, you know, having my lunch all packed. So I knew when I got up in the morning and my clothes were ready, my lunch was packed. I just had to have my breakfast and, you know, and leave and go. And then suddenly, instead of it taking me 45, 50 minutes of flapping in the morning, I was up, I didn't feel stressed and I was just in flow and it was very easy to get out of the house. Yeah, I think it really does help because if you remove the choice, you've got less stress. There's been quite a few um, studies saying that As you choose, the more option you have, the more stress you feel. Actually, there's like a choice fatigue. So if you remove choices and you just go for one or two options, it's actually easier and it's better for your health, which makes sense when you go on that trail because that's going to be epic. Like people have to go and check your Instagram. It's going to be absolutely epic. And all the podcasts, when you share the explanation, I'm... um, I mean, oh, I have to say, I'm just getting back into being more active. Like the last year I've been, I was in really bad shape and now I'm much better. I do much more steps a day, but I'm like full respect. And saying that, um, you are doing a 100-day challenge as well. You're inviting everybody to do something for themselves as well at the same time. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Because one of the things that I'm very conscious of is I want to make sure that I'm adding value to my audience. And I thought, well, if I'm going out for 100 days and I'm going to be walking on average 22 miles a day, what could other people do that that could change their life in 100 days? And people think, oh, it's got to be something massive or drastic, but it doesn't. It's all about these small little daily habits. And so that could be anything, you know, 10 minutes of meditation every day, reading 10 pages of a good book, listen, listening to a new podcast every day, watching a new TED talk, walking one mile a day, spending five minutes journaling, spending five minutes, you know, thinking about what you're grateful for. Now, if you do that every single day for 100 days, then it's going to accumulate and it's going to grow over time. So, yes, you know, if you just did, you know, you just read one, 10 pages of a book on the first day and then, two, you know, 10 pages the second day. You maybe think, oh, Sarah, that's only 20 pages. That's not a lot. But by the end of the 100 days, you will have read four or five books, which is huge. And the same with exercise as well. It will accumulate and it will build up. So it's not about sometimes it's not about making these drastic changes or doing these incredible challenges. It's about doing something really small, something really manageable, but something that's important to you, something that is positive, that if you can do it every single day over 100 days, it will make a massive positive change in your life. This is so true, Sarah, and I'm going to have a think and see what I should do to join you. I'm sure lots of people will want to join you as well. I'll put the link in the show notes to your podcast and to the website and obviously to the YouTube channel to watch your vlogs along the way. Oh, no, that will be fantastic. So it's going to be starting on the 3rd of June, which is when I start my challenge. And I plan to finish my challenge on the 10th of September, which is my birthday, like you mentioned earlier on. But I think it will just be amazing knowing that as when I'm walking out there, there'll be other people doing their own little challenges and hopefully people when they're doing 
their daily challenge will be thinking, well, if Sarah can walk 22 miles, then I can only drink water or I can read those 10 pages of a book or, or whatever it is. So I, I'm hoping that it will inspire everybody and it will just be a really amazing three months. I am sure. It's a lovely way to keep the community, both for you who are going to be on your own doing all that walk and for the people who are going to be looking at you on the road, having the community, whatever happens, there's still that community. And I love this. I hope that's inspiring for many people to reach out to the community and think their community inside their adventure, inside their business. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm going to follow your adventure this summer. It's really, really exciting. Oh, thank you so much. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be vlogging all about it, so it's going to be great. Yeah, we're going to watch it all. Thank you so much. And mighty ones, go check everything. And please join Sarah in a challenge.